Hello, and welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. It is your host, Brennan Pointer, along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? With you as always, it's Adam. How you doing, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's 2018. We haven't, uh, we haven't done this show in a while, have we? <laughs> no, and we're, we, we made it to 2018. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a statement. For sure, yeah. I mean... We did a lot to get here, you know, just like living. We should really be, we should be commended. <laughs> uh, anything of note that, that's happened to you over the last like four months? Um, since, we, since we've done our last show? No, nothing. I mean, no, not really. No, <laughs> nothing anybody's really interested in. <laughs> uh, I'm in a, I'm in a sketch comedy writing class in San Francisco right now. So we'll see where that goes. That's exciting. But, uh, no, nothing nothing out of the out of the lines what about you uh not much just you know raising lincoln ivy my twins um chilling in spokane it's i am currently chilling in spokane it is like 35 degrees and it's a effing blizzard here um like we've gotten six inches of snow in the, like the last like 12 hours so wow um, that sucks i don't i don't miss snow <laughs> yeah, like what's the weather like down there? It's probably it's probably beautiful, right, right now. It's like high fifties, low sixties where I'm at. Oh, and man, I clear. take that any day of the week. And and no. everybody's bitching about how cold it is here right now. By the way, even me, I had to wear an extra layer. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, it's not a myth. You you move climates and your body adjusts. Like low fifties is too cold for me these days. I know I'm a wimp. Go ahead and send your hate mail. It's just what happens. I challenge any of you Spokenites to move to California for five years and then tell me your body's exactly the same. And if it is, you're lying or you're super fat. <laughs> I I. I like when I go to Hawaii, like I acclimate very quickly. Like it's like, it's like 80 degrees there always. And then like, if you have like a cold night and it dips down into like the sixties, like you feel it. And I, I, I hear and even in the summer here when it gets like cold at night, like fifties gets cold, like in the summer, like, but like right now, like I run a lot. And if it's like 36 degrees outside, I'm like, Oh, I can go running. Cause it's, it's warm enough. <laughs> right. Anyway, but uh, people, people aren't listening to us talk about the weather. Um, we are doing another show. <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing our uh, Super Nineties Brothers um, theme here, um, and we're going to do a video game today. So, you want to talk a little bit about the video game we're doing, Brennan? I do. I, but first thing I want to talk about is I, I want to get into the fact that we haven't been on there, haven't done a show for like four months, and wah, wah. you know we. And we've, uh, we've kind of, we went away for a little bit and we're back and we're back. We're going to be doing three episodes a month. Um, each episode is going to have something to do with the nineties. It's our name. And we're going to focus on video games, TV shows and uh, movies. And so, yeah. And so, and we're at, and if, and if you're listening to us and you've listened to old stuff, I'm hoping that we're sounding better because we're using a new podcasting app. We have, we have drops. We have, uh, oh. you know, little, we can add stuff to the show. Like we're, me and you are actually split on two different channels. So like 
if I don't like something you say and I like something I say, I can edit I can edit your voice completely out. So uh no, yeah, we're we're trying we're we're trying a little harder now. Just a little yeah. not too much not too much harder. We're uh, lifting two fingers over one. Right. And uh but yeah, we're back in our we wanted to start the new year with uh one of our favorite one of my favorite video games growing up. Um and that game is let me uh let me let me know if you can if you know it from this from this theme. Just gonna break it down in a second. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, that's we're going to be doing Donkey Kong Country, the original Ow! Donkey Kong, the original Donkey Kong Country for Super Nintendo, not Donkey Kong, but Donkey Kong, you know, Country. Um, the the game that was produced by uh rare um and uh yeah i mean why don't you start with uh no everyone knows I who love donkey, donkey kong is right like you don't need to like let's like go into donkey kong yeah let's, let's talk like well, donkey let, brief history he was the evil monkey in uh donkey kong that mario was trying to scale and save the princess from but uh, Nintendo decided to turn him from a heel into a hero when they revamped and brought back Donkey Kong Country on Super Nintendo, I believe, in 1994. Is that right, Brennan? Uh, I believe that is correct, 1994. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was um, a huge success. Uh, visually, um, aesthetically, playability, uh, socially, people loved this game, and for damn good reason. It was the first game that I, I believe... This is accurate. It was the first game that was fully rendered, meaning it looked different. It looked better than any other Super Nintendo game. It looked like it was in 3D. It looked real. There was there was pieces moving and, and like multi-layered landscapes in the in the distance. And it I mean it was just a simple platformer, but it looked so cool, don't you think? Oh yeah. Like I going from so I got my Super Nintendo in nineteen ninety-four and it like going from playing like Super Mario World and um, I don't know, yeah, Super Mario World. Like those games were, they, I mean, they're visually they're you know they were visually pleasing, but like this was like this was different. Like this was totally something that like you never seen like on a on a Nintendo system before. Like with the the three D with how it looked like it was very, and that was something that rare came to like really take advantage of in later games. But like, it was like the first of its kind, like for the super Nintendo. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And as like a, as like a 10, 12 year old boy, like playing this game, like it, it was, it was so much fun. So much fun. So this was a really cool two player game. It was kind of a two player game that hadn't been introduced, at least to my knowledge at the time where you could, you could have two people playing at the same time, but they weren't. It wasn't a simultaneous game per se. You were sort of like a tag team, where like one person could be Donkey Kong, one person could be Diddy Kong, and that was cool because each person had their own strengths and weaknesses. Like Diddy was faster, and Donkey was stronger, and they had different moves. They could work on different enemies, so you had to kind of work through the level together. And you could tag each other in or out, or if one person died, the other person would take over. It was just like a badass fun game, and that's. I mean, that's two player. And if you're playing one player, you just control them both, and that was super fun as well. Like, I, I've got tons of memories about this game, all positive. Like, every, 
my, the, the kids in my neighborhood, we like would get together and play this thing for hours. It was just one of those fun games. Yeah. It, 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 and the, the piggyback off the, the whole two player, there's also like a competitive mode where you could like play two people and like you would each like kind of race to see if you could get the furthest. Um, did you ever play like, that yeah, version? There, I like, I never played that version. Did you? I won't lie to you. I don't know how much video games I played with other people when I was growing up, like, especially like Super Nintendo, like, uh, there was not a lot of, uh, uh, there was a lot of like we were I didn't have a bunch of friends come over to my house and playing video games all the time like it was mostly like something I would do like by myself well you um, had little brothers yeah I just don't remember playing Donkey Kong with them that much um so I I got the Super Nintendo Classic recently um and I've just been going through it and sitting down and playing it for like 20 minutes here 20 minutes there um and it is it's I guess it kind of gets into like does it hold up and uh but yeah, it, it's, it, it doesn't leave you at all. Like the game, it's like riding a bike. Like you remember playing this game. I remember playing this game as a 10 year old and it feels exactly the same now. Like I was playing this level the other day, the snow level. I know you were talking about the snow level and how much you hated it. It's the first level and it took, I couldn't get past the stage. And I was like getting, I was getting rageful. <laughs> you're, you're talking about the first level of the snow world? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's when the game gets really hard. You get to that snow world, and it's like, oh, my God. There's blizzards. There's vultures. There's all these, like, um, barrels that you got to shoot yourself through in the blizzard. And then there's those damn, like, ropes that are, like, icy, and they, like, shoot you up or down. Do you remember those? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. The ice war, once you get to the ice level, that game starts to get a little challenging. You really got to focus down. And if you don't, totally. You can, like, I remember I had insomnia one time. This was, like, 10 years ago when I was living in Spokane, I did Somnia. I woke up at like one 30. I was like, fuck it. I can't sleep. I started playing Donkey Kong country on my Nintendo, my super Nintendo. And I, I just played it all the way through until like 6am. And I got to that ice level and then I couldn't beat it. And I like flipped out like you did. I like started like behaving like a 10 year old again and throwing my controller and shit. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, and it like, you think that like, as you get older, you get better at video games, but most of the, so, I guess like yeah, maybe we should talk about like the the the, the mechanics of Donkey Kong was in Donkey Kong. It was a it was a platformer in that like kind of like Mario, where there's each levels and you kind of just go through the levels. But like whereas like Mario was more like you run through the level and you kind of can stop go. Donkey Kong was a lot about like timing and you know jumping on people at the right time. And every level was you know is exactly the same not, not every level, but like. It goes through the exact same process, and but like it was this very like there's so much timing, like timing jumps, and then once you got to that snow level, you'd get into those um to those barrels, and the barrels would spin, or, or like there'd be like those bees like going around the barrels, and like yeah, you yeah. have to like time it perfectly. There's also another level, in the second stage, I, and I imagine if you're listening to this, like listening to the show, and you're thinking about all your favorite levels or the hardest levels, my one of the hardest levels early on in the game um before that one is the um the minecart one where you're in a minecart and you have to like time all your jumps perfectly at the very end of it is like yeah do you remember that level totally that that level is cruel i happen to know like a, a warp in that level if you like at the very beginning if you like fall down the hole before you even get on the minecart there's like a warp that takes you to the midway point i don't know why i remember that but i do okay. 
And, no, yeah. And that's, that's, what the, that's, yeah, that's what this game is. Like, you just, you remember stuff about it that, like, like oh, I totally remember where that secret is. It's just like the Mario, like the original, like, original Mario. Like, everyone knows where the, like, uh, the one-up is in the first level. Like, that, like, you just remember where, like, all the secrets are. Like, just going through them. Yeah. Um, Donkey Kong, um, it's, it was one of the first games that I remember that it sort of kept track of, like, how many, how much of the game you completed and like when you would start your game, mm-hmm. it would give you it would give you like a percentage of like how much of the bonuses you found and and the secrets you found. Man, that that I I'm really I consider myself really good at video games and really good at finding shit and doing all the shit in video games if I want to. I wanted to complete everything in that game. I don't think I ever even touched seventy percent, and I I beat that game a handful of times. I don't think I ever did better than like sixty four percent or something like that. Like it's a really tough game, and it's it's one of those games where. You almost need infinite lives because, like that um, secret I was just talking about with the minecart level, who would ever know to just jump down the pit? And it's not like you can see it. You just jump down the pit, and then like you hear the barrel go off, and suddenly you you know that you found a secret, but you can't see it. So literally, you'd have to just go through the whole game jumping down pits until you find secrets. Yeah, it's. I think I I kind I kind of remember uh, like I don't remember the game magazine was at the time. Um, Maybe it was uh, EGM, um, which that was like, yeah, Electronic Gaming Monthly. Um, you remember that you'd buy, like, you could get that magazine, and then, like, at the, in the end of the book, they'd have, like, they'd have, whole, like, the entire levels, like, for cer- certain, like, platforming games laid out. And you could see, like, and they'd show you, like, what all the secrets are at. And yeah, so you'd I, have to get those type of magazines yeah, to, I, like, find those types of secrets. Yeah, this was pre-internet, people. So if you didn't know it and your kids in your neighborhood didn't know it, like, you weren't finding it. So Game Informer and IGN and Nintendo Power, they were, like, your only help. And they their help was very limited. They didn't tell you, like, everything in the, in the game. How could they? they? You know, like Brennan said, they tell you, like, secrets in, like, one level and you felt cool because you just learned something new. Yeah, it and... And yeah, and it, and it was always like word of mouth. Like this is where we were in elementary at the time, like probably like fourth grade or so. And um, yeah, you would just, you, it would be a game you were always talking about with your friends too. Like, and then you'd get secrets there, like um, from on the playground, secrets <laughs> on the playground. Yeah. <laughs> and the mean streets near the jumble, near the jumble gym. Uh, so, but like in honor of all those, uh, Donkey Kong Death. I'm going to play this little bite. Oh my god, that damn music. Especially after you just you were in one of those barrels that spins around in a circle and you just shot yourself into the pit or right into the bee. You're like, god damn it! <laughs> so, uh... Oh man. I, I, don't, I don't specifically remember too many favorite levels, except there were some like, um... There were some like industrial levels around like World Five that I thought were kind of cool. It's like you were in like mm-hmm. factories and stuff like that. But what I do remember is any level where you got to you got to behave, you got to interact with the animals. So there was like four or five really cool animals in this game. There was a rhino, there was a frog, there was a swordfish, and there was an ostrich. And you got to like ride them, and the animals could do like special shit, like the ostrich had sort of like a glide function and the rhino could plow through shit and the frog could jump super high. And um, 
the animals were, were just like a really cool inclusion. Not unlike like Mario wearing a Tanuki suit or a raccoon suit. They just added an extra level of fun and new shit you could do. And of course, their abilities always led to more bonuses and secrets that you would have to hunt out. And that was part of it. But it was, it was hard because if you got hit, your animal would like take off and then you were like bummed. You're like, Oh my God. Like if you lost the swordfish in some of those water levels, those water levels got way harder because the swordfish could kill shit and you couldn't. Right. That's yeah. That's, but sure, and the animals added like this basically kind of gave you an extra life in case you got hit because you didn't like your guy didn't die like you would you just get that little you know extra advantage yeah the sort the the water levels like were I've never liked water levels in any video game oh, really like oh, when you get in like Mario suit like Mar- can I get an amen like oh Mario my god like water levels is just always the worst and in donkey kong like they're a little bit like they're not as hard as like mario 64 like water levels or anything like that but like yeah they swam they They swam a little bit better but you're you're so right like in general like oh my god do you remember the water levels in like the sonic the hedgehog series they were damn near impossible sometimes they were were so hard it was it was i yeah anyway but yeah, yeah. Mario six. <laughs> we just we just drowned. <laughs> anyway, uh, but you you asked um, in the show notes if it's replayable today. I mean, you're playing it like recently. What do you think? Oh my gosh, it is it is literally the most replayable for me. I've been going through like so. I got that Super Nintendo Classic comes with like twenty or some games like preloaded on it. And it kind of just has like that old Nintendo feel. Like it has like a Nintendo controller and everything. So you're not like playing it on like a ROM. Um, and it just, it of all the games on there, it is the most like, besides like Super Mario World, like yeah. it's the most replayable. But like, the one thing about Mario World, I will say, is playing that is like, it's not nearly as fun because like the the, the degree of difficulty in that game is not not that much like in this game like it really like it the they up the degree of difficulty in this game and like and the levels are memorable like they're and even though when the game gets a little bit hard it's just like you want to just keep on going through it to like the you know beat it like to beat that one level to get through that minecart level to get through that uh the first snow level there's some other levels later on in the game that are like are really difficult too and then there's some of those uh, one of my like like one of the levels I just played recently is there's a stop go level where like you have to, you run through the level and like there's these monsters that you can't kill. Like they're invincible, but like they have like, there's like, it's like a red light, green light. And if you make the, the lights turn red, they'll stop. And yeah. so you kind of have to like, you can run through this level and like hit that stop go thing. And it just like each level, like kind of has like, like a fun little mechanic that like totally makes it, the, the, makes it very replayable. The level designs were very original. It doesn't get stagnant. To your point about Mario World, a lot of those levels are just very similar when, when you replay it again. And a lot of them you can just like, if you have the cape, you can just like fly through it and you can like fly over areas of that are difficult, most of them. And you just kind of get a yeah. feel for how all those levels are going. To your point about the mechanics of the levels, very diverse. Like you mentioned the stop go, we've talked about mine carts, we talked about the animals, underwater, snow, you know, industrial jungle. There's just, there's a lot of options. And anyway, it's just a, 
it, it adds to the level of uh, difference, like just you know variety when you're playing when you're playing it, and so it doesn't get stale. You just want to keep beating it. You get to a new level, and it's like a new challenge. And the save mechanics were cool too. Right. So you there was like in every world there was like one save hut, but you had to get to that save hut before you could save in your world. And it was usually after like three levels or so. So you have to like beat three levels in the new world, then you could save. And then after you after yeah. that, you could go back and save as much as you want. But you couldn't save after you beat the boss and started a new level. So you had incentive to keep playing and get to that save hut, which was, I don't know, it was cool. It was better than just saving whenever you want. It made it just a little bit of a challenge, which I think modern games lack. God, no kidding. Like nowadays, like they just handhold your, like any type of like new type of um, like platformer game. Like it's all like, it's all, they're trying, they're focusing on like young kids and like, and like their lack, lack of attention to stuff. Like they let you save like, any time like yeah like it was like you really like if you were playing that game you would if you wanted to quit you had to go back to the safe hut or if you wanted to continue like when you're in a new level you had to get to the safe hut um so and yeah and or in like even though even the switch between levels you had to get to um funky kong wasn't it funky kong, funky kong. and he'd give you like a plane so you could, yeah he'd fly you to some other level so you could so you could save actually like th- that's why so yeah so you could save yeah <laughs> that's so true um and the, the talk about the replayability again like about how like you were talking about like secrets like there are like there's every level had like um i think two or three secrets and um and you had to get them all to get the exclamation point like do you remember that when you get the, the exclamation point at the end of the level you um, know and that would go towards you know, like progress i do now but when i was a kid i never really understood what the flags and exclamation points and all that meant so i never knew which levels i had completed all the secrets which ones i hadn't i was always kind of in the dark for whatever reason that that concept just went over my head you know what i mean i i was never really paying attention to that right um you you had asked about some uh, memories about this game i actually have two really kind of fun memories and that was i got this game on christmas in 1994 and that was like the first christmas with my stepdad dan and i remember like him and i like him watching me play it and being kind of in awe. And that was like one of the first moments that Dan and I were alone together because every other time my mom was there too. So that's like a good memory of me on Christmas evening after everyone else had gone and done something. And then that same Christmas, we like got the Flintstones on VHS, the John Goodman movie. So I remember doing both those things. And then secondly, I remember this was like the first game that I beat and I was so proud of myself. I remember being in like my basement room and like, and I finally beat the game and like the King Croc or whatever his name is at the very end when you on the pirate ship, he's actually really tough. He has all these like really difficult patterns that you need to learn to beat him. And I remember like when I, when I remember like finally beating him sitting, I'm, I'm not shitting you. I'm sitting in euphoria, so pleased with myself and proud of my accomplishment and like watching the end credits roll. And I remember like in the end credits, they would like, uh, they would show you one of the baddies and they would give you the name. And I remember sitting there like, like announcing the names like to the room, even though nobody was there, like, Oh, Croc, you know, Oh, Buzza, <laughs> like stuff like that. <laughs> like, sit- <laughs> like sitting there pretty much like, <laughs> like, I can't even say it's disgusting, but that's what it was like for like a 10 year old. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I know, yeah, just watching I, it. I understand yeah, watching saying. it with my googly eyes, you know, my hand on my, my sweaty palm on my controller stroking the thumbstick. You know, 
I, I know it's too much, but that's what it was like. I swear to you, I'm not exaggerating. I swear to you, that's what it was like. And I've always remembered that moment. It was like, it was like the first game that I was so proud of beating. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I don't, my biggest memories of this game, I, I don't, I don't remember when I got this game. I don't know how I, I, I don't know if I got this for Christmas. Um, what I do remember though, and this goes into like what we'll talk about in a second, um, but the sequel was, I remember for, uh, the 1996 Christmas, I got donkey Diddy Kong's quest and Dixie Kong's double trouble in the same, in the same Christmas. Oh, so I got the two. Sequels. That's pretty good. And, um, yeah, and and so, and I don't, and I, and I guess we can kind of yeah, let's, go into yeah, that let's a little talk bit. About the sequels. The sequels. Do you remember the sequels very well? I, I mean, they, I yeah, I remember this. I remember the third one, Dixie, Dixie Kong's Quest, uh, a, Double Trouble, a lot. Like, cause it it changed the mechanics a little bit in terms of it was the same, you know, platformer type of game. Like each level, kind of like it was a lot like the original Donkey Kong. But you got to like kind of choose your path instead of um, yeah. You kind of got to choose your path a little bit, um, but and they and in the sequels they introduced um, a new element of being able to like actually interact with your yeah um, your partner where you could like you could throw them um, yeah but like but Didio Kong's Quest like I was I was going through I haven't played it um, it wasn't on the Super Nintendo Classic but it got really 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 good reviews and actually was been talked about as being even kind of better than Donkey Kong Country and that like it adds new elements and in the, the graphics only got better. And, um, and I can't really speak for the game, my experience, but like, I remember like, cause they all kind of blend together, but they all were, they were all so much fun. Like they were all kind of the same, but like they did get better. They got a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Um, that's what I'd say. Yeah. Part we're, two. We're, I would say part two was actually pretty difficult. I remember, I remember everyone, I remember everyone saying that part two was way better than part three. I never owned part two, but I, I borrowed it for a really long time and I played it a lot at other people's house and I owned part three. I think part three was really fun. I think it was really similar to the first one. I don't know why everyone cares so much that Donkey Kong wasn't in it. I mean, it's like, we're playing a game. It's like, what do you care what ape you control? Like, is the game fun or not? I don't, I'm like, oh, I, I would never play that game. Right, You're yeah. not going to play as Donkey Kong. I was like, who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> you don't know Donkey Kong from Adam. Like, it's, it's a it's a fucking 3D graphic on a game. Get off your high horse. Like, Jesus. <laughs> is the game is the game fun <laughs> or not? And so anyway, I, I would say that part two, Diddy's Conquest, was cool because you've got to play as Diddy and Dixie. And Dixie had, like, this float maneuver where she would, like, float with her ponytail and Diddy was fast, so that that was like a mm-hmm. faster, more jumpier game. And I, but I felt like the graphics were just a little bit darker, like visually. Like I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain exactly what I mean, but the game felt a little darker. There was more, there was more creepy levels. I remember there was more like pirate levels, underwater levels. The they introduced the they introduced yeah, they introduced the spider, mm-hmm. and and the game was definitely more ch- more challenging yeah. in my opinion. And part three was more like the first I thought where it was kind of bright and fun and goofy. And there was like all these, there was all these dopey bears in part three that you would like go get items from and exchange with other bears and they would give you shit. And you were collecting these things called banana birds and you'd go to these secret caves and it was kind of like playing Simon, except with your buttons where you'd like X, Y, X, Y, X, Z, X, Y, X, Z, A, X, Y, X, Z, A, B, B, like stuff like that. Anyway. So 
don't get me wrong. All three mm-hmm. games are like like nine out of ten. Like they're all just like super fun. I love all of them. But I I I get sort of annoyed when people start talking shit about part three. Like, oh yeah, I love parts one and two, but that part three, I mean, dog. First of all, it's the same platform, same setup for all three games. So you're just an idiot. Like they're all they're all good. And I'm sorry that you need to play as Donkey Kong or, or Diddy Kong, but like who gives a shit? It's it's fucking eight swinging around doing shit, attacking baddies. It's fun. Just, just get over <laughs> yourself and have fun. Say a little bit more about the sequels. Like, I mean, we were really lucky in the, the '90s. We got we got these three games in 1994, 1995, and 1996. And games that are like this good. Like, I mean, Call of Duty comes out every year, but like, and it is the same game every year. And but like, I feel like if a Donkey Kong Country game came out every year, like since 1995, I'd be very, very happy. Totally. Like, and but like, uh, yeah, we got. We got three really game, good games in in uh, three years, and they just yeah they bring back so many so good I, memories. I don't know if of, you, uh, I don't know if you know what Rare Replay is. It's a game you can buy on Xbox, and it lets you play all of the old Rare games. But for whatever reason, Donkey Kong Country and like GoldenEye aren't on it. It's got like Banjo Kazooie and Conker's Bad Fur Day, and and I have yeah. Rare Replay. And I was actually playing Conker's Bad Fur Day today, so because I love Rare, I think they're one of the best like game makers. But like, like my my dream of like online gaming is to be able to like get on my Xbox and play two player old school Donkey Kong Country like with you when we hang up. Like that's that when when online gaming reaches the point where I can seamlessly play old games with my friends over the internet, like a two player game like that. Like that's that's when online gaming has has reached the pinnacle to me because that's that's what i've always really wanted to do i'm not so much interested in playing call of duty with eight thousand strangers online i want to play the games that i grew up playing the games that i like with my friends online like two-player games like that to me that sounds so fun yeah sure yeah i i'm not sure if they're there yet with donkey kong yeah um i'll talk about this in in a little bit but uh but yeah there's i mean Two player co op like is it's the best. A dying is a, is a is a dying breed in video games currently, and there's some there's some new video games that are starting to bring bring it back, like the two player like um that you know that old school style. But like yeah, I mean there's nothing better than sitting on a couch with your friend playing Battletoads, playing Donkey Kong Country, Battletoads. Um, Battletoads. You know these Contra, is another rare like, game by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that was in the rare replay. Uh, yeah. Replay. Yeah. The reason why it's not on the why it's not on the replay is just because Donkey Kong Country is now a Nintendo uh, um, exclusive, and like Nintendo owns Donkey Kong now. Um, well, did you so, uh, did you play any? And uh, I think actually, I think they I think they've always I think they've always owned Donkey Kong. To be honest with you, I think they just let uh, they gave this game they gave the. To, to rare to make and um i could be misspeaking but um but anyway, yeah, when, um i'm pretty sure that when that capability is legit you must make me a promise that we'll both go buy it and we'll play it together you might that's need fine. to get a new I'll, system so. i'll buy whatever if, if that's what i could do <laughs> i would go buy that system today for like 800 dollars. like if i could play old super nintendo games with you online like money's no object like take my money what else am i going to spend my money on like this is what i this is what i want in life to be able to relive my like 10 year old years that's yeah that's true uh yeah i and so moving on uh hold on i'm gonna do something real quick 
So I guess that's technically we're done talking about Donkey Kong Country the, on on Super okay. Nintendo. Okay. Uh, we're gonna move. We're gonna move on to the next generation of Donkey Kongs. Um, the little bit, the more unknown Donkey Kongs. Um, Donkey Kong Country had did multiple iterations on like uh, Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color and. Um, which we're not going to talk about. Um, but I, ne- I never played, I never had a Game Boy I, until like. I never played them. Um, no, I had Game Boy them? and Game Boy, I, yeah. all that stuff. I never played them because the Super Nintendo version was so good. Why would I deviate? You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So, and so like the next generation would have been Donkey Kong 64, which I don't, I never played because it, it went to the new Mario 64 style and I, I am holding never a copy played. of Donkey Kong 64 um, in my hands as we speak. Cause I'm sitting right next to my game shelf where all my old games are. I just pulled it out. It's got a gold cartridge. It's got Donkey Kong on, on the front. I ordered this know. off of like Amazon or eBay. I don't know, five or six years ago, right when I moved to uh, the Bay area, right before I wanted to get into this game. I wanted so bad. My sister had said it was fun and, and she, and I usually uh, agree on games, but she can be, she just seems to have better attention span than I do sometimes. And my my issue with Donkey Kong 64 is there's so many playable characters like in every level. There's like four or five characters in every level. So like the worlds are like um the worlds it's kind of like Banjo-Kazooie where there's like you go into a world and it's kind of a it's kind of a big 3D right. world that you get to explore. And within that world there's like four or five little characters that you go in and out of like Donkey Kong like uh, Diddy Kong, there was some big guy that could do stuff, and and I think maybe Dixie. And in every level, there's so many collectibles. Like, I felt like that's all the game was. I felt like the game was so tedious. And this is just me, and I never even got, I never even started level two, because by the end of level one, I was exhausted. You have to collect, like, like all hundred yellow bananas, and you need all five characters to go through the whole level to do that, because they all have different skills. And then you need to, like, switch it from yellow banana to red bananas. You need to go collect all the red bananas. And there's all these other things in every level. Like every level was like this really tedious scavenger hunt. And it's, it, it was, it was so redundant. Uh-huh. You were doing the same parts of the levels again and again and again, but with different characters who collected different colored bananas and used different skills to get them. And it was just, I don't know. It, it felt like work. It didn't feel like fun. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, it sounds exactly like Banjo Kazooie. Like, because well, they're made by the same people, um, by Rare. And I so, love, yeah, I love Banjo Kazooie yeah, though. And, I like, I feel like Banjo Kazooie is just the right balance. Yeah, I mean, Banjo Kazooie is more polished. Um, <laughs> Donkey Kong sixty four was like a um, they. I feel like they made they had to they uh, they made this game and they had to had to come out or something because I don't understand like why. It's a Banjo it's a new Star Wars film. Yeah. It's a cash grab. Uh, what Donkey Kong sixty four is infamous infamous for though is that um, it came with the expansion pack, uh, the expansion for the sixty four. Remember that sixty? Remember the sixty four had the you have yeah, one sitting right I in front nev- of you. I uh, never. I don't remember if I had an expansion pack or not though. I don't really remember what it did. You had to play. You had to. You had to have it. The place. Oh, I must have it. Because they, because they created the game and then it didn't run on the sixty-four. And the only way they could make it run is by giving having a memory expansion, and so they could so it could run the game. And they tried it. They did it as a tie-in so more people would buy the 
expansion pack and like um yeah just that's that's what it, one of the things it's infamous for and then like i think the expansion pack only worked was only used on like four games or something like that on the you know, you know, I'm looking at review, yeah. I'm looking at um, really. Donkey Kong 64's Wikipedia, and they they do this really cool thing when you look up video game Wikipedia's. They show you all the game magazines reviews, and the reviews are actually pretty good. They're they're, they're actually pretty much yeah. in line with Donkey Kong Country yeah. reviews. Like they're all like nine out of tens, four and a half out of five, stuff like that. I I mean I I didn't have a good experience mm. um, playing, but that was. I I wanted a little. I want a little more action when I play video games. I don't like feeling like I've got chores to do. And I think I think that's what scared me out of a lot of modern gaming. I feel like there's a lot of chores to do lately. I, I don't know. That's just me. But um, anyway, I, I guess a lot of people liked it. So my friend, yeah, uh, Stacey, well, my friend Stacy, my friend Stacy, my friend Stacy talks it, so. about it being okay. fun, and I, he was one of the other people that I listened to when I bought it. But I, I just never got into it. So anyway, if you guys get into it, good for you. It wasn't really for us. But you, you also mentioned there's a there's a new Donkey Kong Country coming out for the for the Switch. You want to talk about that? Uh, you, well, first of all, I'll, going back to the next generation a little bit, um, Donkey Kong, uh, so in uh, 2010 or 9, um, Donkey Kong Country Returns came out for the Wii. And um, did you play that? I do that? have you a Wii, Wii, but Wii, I did right? not play that. I, I didn't play a lot of Wii. I didn't like the mechanics of uh, moving my hands around. It was too much work. Understandable. Uh, yeah, so Donkey wait, Kong Wait, 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 real quick. Um, real quick. One returned. time I went over to Burden's house for some reason to pick something up and Brennan was wearing like, like a sweatband and like sweats. And he was like, Hey dude, just working out to we fit. <laughs> yes, it is. That is not true. You had a sweatband on, you were sweating and you were like, Hey dude, just working out to we fit. Like you said those words to me with a straight face when you opened the door. And I, I, <laughs> I, I share that story with Jill, and she thinks it's like one of the funniest visuals ever. <laughs> oh man, I, I wish I could remember that. Um, that's funny. Uh, so, Donkey Kong Country Returns um, was made in uh, came out for the Wii, uh, Wii in 2010, and it was it was basically just. Uh, it was created. It wasn't made by Rare anymore. It's made by Retro Studios. Retro Studios is uh, famous for making uh, Metroid, uh, Metroid Prime, and it was. It, they added a little bit new mechanics to it because it's like you know updated, but it it went back to the roots of Donkey Kong Country, and I would recommend anyone picking it up for if you have a Wii, go pick it up and play it because it is a really good you know side scrolling. Pre- um, side-scrolling platformer um especially for like the, the next generation and uh i won't i won't bore you with any more details than that. i don't really remember it too well but i remember picking it up buying it playing through the game is it the same and, story uh, with updated graphics or is um, it like a new story it's a new story it's a whole new story um but uh but it's really it, it just goes back it is really really goes back to the roots of of the of the original and uh you know goes away from the 64 version obviously and uh and it's just more of a an art like that, that really nice arts really nice like beautiful backgrounds very like a lot of stuff going on and just like nice h well, i don't think they were in hd yet but like just really good really amazing graphics and it was just it but it has that like uh, nostalgia of donkey kong country and then in 2014 
the sequel to that came out um, called Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. And that game is, that came out for the Wii U. And it was just announced today. Um, and today is uh, January 11th. It uh, was announced today that it's coming out for the Switch in uh, March. And it, this game, like, critically acclaimed. And um, I'm very, very, very excited to pick it up. I've actually never played this game. Cool. Never bought it for the I'm Wii watching U, a video. But, I'm uh, watching a video walkthrough yeah. right now of the Wii version of Donkey Kong Country. It's it does. It looks just like the original, but like modernized. It looks really fun. Yeah, it, I mean, if you have a Wii and you can you can pick up the game, I would uh, I would go buy it because it's you know it, what it, it, it's really they're fun you know games, I'm, and I'm I'm very I'm going to order on Amazon right now. Book. While we do this podcast, keep going. That, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of the internet. <laughs> Donkey Kong Country, we. Um, uh, yeah. So get the returns. Don't get the tropical freeze because I don't. I think don't you have a Wii, Wii U, right? My my uh, um, nephews do, and that that sucker is actually pretty fun. I don't know how much you played Wii U, but that's actually pretty fun. I have one. Yeah. I have you played, played it with like five or six people? Uh, like, but yeah, the Animal Crossing. Oh my god. We played Animal Crossing with like six people at um, on, on Christmas. It is so fun. That's the game where you like eat all the fruit and you get fat, and the other the person controlling the Wii U has to go like hit you with like spears and shit and make you vomit all your fruit. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I it's pretty simple, never but played it's, that. it's fun. <laughs> but yeah, it's coming. Up, it's coming out for the Switch in, uh, on May fourth, and I'll definitely be picking it up. And it has um, co op. Um, as co-op gameplay, I don't know if it. I, I have to do a little bit more uh, research, but I don't believe it's online um, support. So, but that would be cool if it did. But yeah, Donkey Kong Country. Um, <laughs> it it brings back just really, really, really fond memories of play. Like I remember. I guess this is a, a good memory. Um, so in 1996 or seven, I don't remember. Uh, we we just got a lot of snow in Spokane, and we probably we were we didn't have to go to school, and so like whenever I didn't get to have to go to school and like for like a like a snow day, like I would either go play out in the snow, and I, which I'd probably do, and then I'd come in and like play video games, and I'd played a lot of um, so I played a ton of video games, and Donkey Kong Country always sticks out because like I'd play that. Um, I played that a lot d- during my Christmas break and during snow days. And but like, we got so much snow once that like the, tr- all the like pine trees in our neighborhood, um, just were covered cake in snow. And you'd look up into the trees and they'd look, they looked so much like the snow capped trees, like in the, other, right. in the Donkey Kong country games. And it was like, it was so like, and that's one thing I was reading about about Donkey Kong Country is like that was one thing they were really trying to do is like just the visuals were like they really wanted to make them not as life as life like as possible you could make back then but like and it really like they they did a great job just aesthetically like the, if the one thing anybody ever remembers about Donkey Kong Country is that I, I would imagine is that great gameplay and how cutting edge those graphics were and how much and that's why i think a lot of people it sort of cemented it itself so as like one of the best games of the 90s best games on super nintendo one of the best franchises and really kind of sprung rare into like relevancy and they've had a you know a great career full of super fun visually uh, appealing games and so yeah it was a great little franchise and part of our childhood for sure 
Yeah, and I imagine if uh, they didn't uh, hadn't been so successful with this, they probably would never have been able to make Conquer's yeah, Bad Conquer's, Fur Day. Conquer's Bad Fur Day is, <laughs> is literally like the funniest love. game ever ever made. So if you haven't played it, definitely check it out. Yeah, but yeah, um, other than that, cool, like, man. yeah, this is our. Uh, I don't welcome back, else to, say, welcome but, back uh, to Super Nineties yeah, Brothers. We'll, um, We're back in black. Absolutely, and uh, <laughs> and we'll we'll be back next week with uh, either a, a movie or a TV show. We haven't decided yet, but uh, thanks for listening. Um, I will say this: I mean, thanks for everyone who like. I had multiple people ask me like, "Hey, like, why aren't you doing your podcast anymore? When are you going to do it again?" And um, and we're we're going to be back. We're going to come do three episodes a month. Um, we'll keep you informed on our Facebook page, on our Twitter and our, I'm going to try to launch an Instagram page too. Um, but mostly, um, you know, one thing me and Adam do is we just, we like doing this for fun, obviously. Um, I don't know if we're going to get big, get rich and famous from it. If we did, that would be probably not, but that'd be cool. <laughs> I'm take I'm betting the, un, I'm betting the <laughs> but, under uh, on that. This, you know, but we'd love to get more listeners and we'd love for people to share our, share our um, show. And now that we have better sound, um, I, I think this will be more fun to listen to for you guys. And so, and more, maybe more apt to share it with your friends. And if you can do that, it'd be great. We'd love to get, you know, more listeners, more interactions on our Facebook page. Um, no, uh, you said it all. That, for Brennan Pointer, I am Adam J. Pitzler. This has been another chilling installment of Super 90s Brothers. We thank you for listening. Share it with your friends. Interact with us on all the mediums Brennan just mentioned, and we will talk to you soon and post our next podcast in the next 10 days. So, everyone, have a great rest of your uh, week. <laughs> <laughs>